college kids supported Natty Light through college? They're trying to repay the favor to the grads. Want to get ahead in the beer world? The BA says brand your shit. Beer lovers and dog lovers? They go together like hazy IPAs. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. This is beer industry news as it was meant to be heard by a couple of drunks who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm Jeremy Jones. And I guess I'm one of the drunks, Tyler Zimmerman. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the other drunk in this <laughs> equation. Uh, how you doing this morning? Oh, pretty good. How are you? Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thanks. I, I brought- mean, my true Valentine's is beer, and I, not I, you. And I brought you some, so, you know, there we go. We're gonna we can make out after this is uh, after this is done. Uh, we are drinking twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. <laughs> uh, we're drinking the uh, Are You Having Fun Yet? Uh, Hazy Pale Ale by Hoofhearted Brewing. I was really kind of just expecting it to be like a hard seltzer, just a, a dry hop, hopped hard seltzer, just just for revenge for last week. Yeah. Um. I mean, and this is fucking hazy as shit. It's. Uh, opaque and you know it. Yeah, it looks like the dregs of a uh, looks like the dregs of a keg. Yeah. Uh, looks like double dry hop with Belma, Citra, and Mosaic. Um, I get don't get like a really big hop flavor. I get like a uh, like a moderate bitterness, like tropical fruit, orange peel, mm-hmm. kind of light clean finish. Not sure it's uh uh. uh Worth the not sure it's all all, all the hype uh, uh, behind the brewery is uh, there, but it's a nice hazy pale. It's not a six bucks a sixteen ounce, which is what it cost yeah. at the local uh, bottle shop. <laughs> yeah, that's a little steep, but honestly, for a hazy, I kind of dig it. It's it's a little different than most hazies, I feel. Oh, how so? Because I there's, I mean nothing. Other than it's a little bit, it's got a, like a sharper flavor to it yeah. that's more in line with a pale ale. And but, I think that's what I was leaning more towards. Um, I guess I don't know where, uh, why, why you'd need to uh, have the, uh, the the hazy components to get that, but sure, we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> All right, what's our first story today? So first story, I finally found a way that that piece of shit degree you have on the wall can make you some money. Uh, it would be about so um, uh, famously. Um, I've got a g- degree in journalism for the from the University of Oregon, um, and if anybody from the University of Oregon is listening, it is done. Fuck all for me. <laughs> so stop <laughs> calling to ask them for donations. <laughs> Actually, it's a um, back in my old house. I had to um, I had to cut uh, into the wall by the shower um, in order to fix some of the plumbing, um, and instead of actually fixing the wall, I just hung my degree in front of it. And it was in a weird place, like in a hallway where there'd be no... Like the door blocked it. Right, yeah. And every once in a while, people would ask, why is your degree there? And I'd say, so I'm using my degree for something. Well, Natty Light is running a promotion where they are wanting to rent people's secondary education diplomas. So it could be a bachelor's, associate's, doctorate, master's. Just has to be anything past high school. Got one. Uh... Unless you live in California or Texas. I do not live in either of those states. Fuck those states. So, Jeremy, you may be asking, is there a cost in participating? No, Tyler. I wasn't asking that, but now you bring it up. <laughs> hey, Tyler, is there a cost in to, for, to participate in this? No, there is not. So, Woo! Natty Light will pay you $100, send you a shipping box to have you ship your diploma over to them. 
They don't specify how long they're going to keep it, but they're using it for a marketing idea. Um, once it gets finished with that idea, they'll send it back to you. And once they have received your diploma, they will cash app you, which, do you know what cash app is, you old fuck? Uh, fuck you. Uh, no, no, I do don't. Do you know what Venmo is? Fuck you. It's like PayPal, but it's an app. <laughs> Quit talking to me like you would your grandfather. <laughs> I... Do you know what PayPal is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's how you kids are, like, swapping your monies these days. Well... That was maybe back in like 2000. <laughs> but if it was my grandfather, I'd be like, they send cash through the phone. <laughs> I mean, that's what they used to do. I mean, yeah. I was, that's... Uh, so they will send you $100 okay. uh, and then send you your diploma back after they're done with it. If, God forbid, something were to happen to your precious diploma, they'll reimburse you. They'll give you another up to $50 to have a new one sent out to you. I mean, I'm in. So my question is, do I have to have drunk Natty Light at any point in my life? Because nope. I feel like if I've ever had actually had a Natty Light, um, it was either in protest of something or I was already hammered. Nope. So a couple things. Uh, you just have to go to their nattydiplomas.com and sign up. Um, uh, okay. You have to at least be 21. I'm a little bit over that, yes. Um, they The diploma cannot be larger than 12.75 inches by 15 inches. Um, I mean, I, I think a, you should be good. Mine's a mine's a standard, like, uh, like sheet of paper, 11, uh, 8.5 by 11. So, so, yep, you're good. So, all right. Well, you know what? St I'm, I'm in on this. So, uh, let's... Keep an eye on the uh, on the It's All Beer uh, Twitter feed or Instagram. And just be posting the pictures of the box coming we'll, in, you sending it off. And... We'll uh, we'll post the, uh, the the tale of my diploma, finally doing something useful for you. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what's what's up next? Uh so a loose relation to beer, uh, but oh come on. Pot and beer go together anymore. <laughs> we might we might as well go ahead and call it's it's all beer except for when it's pot. Yes, and hard and, seltzer. And uh, this article on Yahoo, Yahoo Finance is talking about an issue canopy growth is having. Which, if you remember, we talked about Constellation had invested in canopy growth. One of one of uh, Constellation's other questionable uh, uh, investments. Yes. Well, so right now. Uh, as most people know, craft beer in cans, the cans have a nice little liner in there to help avoid any metallic flavors coming into the beer. Correct. Um, I mean, I've, as much as I hear people like, I don't hear it much anymore, but especially when cans are becoming prominent, I had people, um, oh, I, was, I can taste the metal. Yeah. I, I don't like cans. You can taste the metal. I, you can't. You I know. would always call everyone out and I'd be like, well, you think draft beer tastes better, right? Oh, 100%. I'm like, you do realize kegs are metal, right? Yeah, but they're still and they're like, steel. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, so there's a little liner in there, just like there is in the fucking kegs, that helps keep any metal taste from coming into the beer. Think of this like a keg you can hold in your hand, and people will be like, oh, okay. I'm like, it's a perception thing, you twit. <laughs> You know, I never thought of that, but that's a that's a good one. I, although I probably would have stopped short of calling customers twits. I waited till they walked off, and then I said, "You but fucking twit." <laughs> then again, I don't have your flair for marketing. <laughs> uh, so with this, uh, Canopy Growth is doing some cannabis beverages with THC in it. Sounds lovely. Yeah, uh, and I think we talked about Lagunitas doing something like this. Yep. 
But canopy growth has hit a huge problem. Uh, the liners inside are causing some of the cannabis drinks to lose their potency. The liners are actually absorbing some of the THC. And so it mark, what it's marketed as is, hey, this has 10% THC or whatever. I mean, we're in Idaho. I haven't fucking seen one of those cans. So right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I'm spitballing here. But and then it absorbs and it doesn't have the same potency because uh, by the time the drink gets put in the can, shipped, stored in a warehouse, displayed in a, displayed in a store, and finally consumed, it has l- diminished or disappeared. I mean, that's I get this image of like the I don't know why the liner smoking all the pot in the in the can, but I mean that's. It's kind of the opposite problem you would be worried about. But that's not that's not good. So what are uh, uh, what what are they looking at uh, doing to fix that, or can they? Is that just a um, so with this here? They're trying to figure out what's going on uh, and what they can do. So from the experts that have they talked to in this article, they don't have an idea. They're testing out some possible solutions to help absorb this or see if they can predict how much loss is going to happen so they can go in a little higher and just basically calculate for the absorption absorption and just go okay we put in 12 percent to get 10 and then it plateaus there and we don't have to worry about it losing anymore um funny enough uh they figured this out because of lagunitas and the <laughs> of course they did hi-fi cans lagunitas leading the way in in pot research because they switched over to glass bottles from cans that makes sense and then they're like well, why are they doing that started looking testing and we're like oh shit and so right now basically the only route that i can see from this article until they figure out a way to stop this is switch over to glass bottles and basically eat like the 97 cent difference per package you know either 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 that or they uh uh they make their beverages taste like metal and just remove the lining that's i don't know if i don't know if aluminum will absorb thc but uh another thing is the linings also help with shelf stability and uh lasting longer on the shelf okay so you're you risk running a metal taste and it going bad quicker on your shelf so can pot go bad uh, can a pot drink go bad i mean is it gonna lose it i'm kind of no i'm uh, i mean uh, this is this is where we both sound like we're fucking idiots because yeah <laughs> we we're live... two drunks babbling about on valentine's day at 10 in the morning so we uh, uh and you know we don't live in a state where we can get any of this shit so there's no way of finding out so if you happen to live in a state where any of this is legal and are an expert on this shit uh let us know uh we we have questions Okay, Jeremy, what do we got coming next down the pipe? Uh, brand your shit news now. Um, the most the most important Well, thing, I usually flush my shit. Well, you should brand it before you flush it. Ah, okay. That's best best advice that the uh, uh, that the BA says you can do right now. This actually comes from uh, uh, Justin Kendall at Brewbound. Um, according to Brewers Association chief economist uh, Bart Wilson. Watson. Watson. Excuse me. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Speaking, the fact I brought this story and I said oh, it was the BA's chief economist. He's like, oh, Bart, Bart, Bart Watson. I'm like, you fucking nerd. Well, before this, he goes, oh, it's a thing about like beer trends. And I was like, oh, was it the article that uh, Drizzly and alcohol, like 
order system um, that ships the alcohol directly to you put out. And he's like, no, it's one from the VA. Uh, and I was like, okay. And he's like, the chief economist. I was like, oh, Bart Watson. And then he made fun of me. I mean, you're a gigantic nerd that you're like, you got, a, you got a little bit excited about, oh, I can't wait to hear what Bart said. Yeah. I follow <laughs> him on Twitter. He's a great follow. <laughs> well, he was speaking at a beer marketing and tourism conference at St. Petersburg, Florida last week. And um, he was uh, talking about some trends uh, in the industry uh, that are going to present challenges. And basically the, the overall... Market, the, the overall remedy for all of them is work on your marketing, work on your advertising, work on building your brand because this shit is changing and the best thing you can do is be a recognizable brand. Um, the first the first trend that they, he spoke of, and I think not a surprise to anybody, we've talked about before, the sheer number of breweries is still exploding. Um, according to the TTP, um, there's about two breweries every day getting started uh, based on the licenses being fi- uh, filed through them. All right. So the uh, the share of craft beer is growing by single digits, and the people competing for that share is growing almost exponentially. So, the you know, you've got, you know, uh, same amount of people, and you got to be a recognizable brand, obviously. Um, and also you're now we're also competing with a similar explosion in wine and liquor. Um, and hard seltzer and hard, the hard seltzer kind of gets lumped in with beer though, but yeah, but it's okay. But I mean, the, the, the answer is it's also a fragmented uh, audience and more people are people drinking more in wine and more in liquor and the amount of wineries and craft distilleries is also growing. So the, um, so you've got. Again, that same share of people, and you're competing to bring them to your tap room or your tasting room. So that's where, again, work on your advertising, work on your branding, so that people are showing up to your joint. Um, Just a little side note off this. I saw a tweet that said, I think it was from Josh Knoll, because uh, Bud Light sent him um, some Bud Light seltzer to sample and write an article about for the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> He drank it and he goes... He didn't send us anything. I know, right? Uh, he drank it and tweeted out, After trying this, White Claw is not in any trouble. From my perspective, um, what between White Claw and Bud Light Seltzer, one is a brand that has loyal followers for the brand, and another is a hard seltzer. <laughs> that is... That is... Mediocre. Yeah, at best. Well, I... I mean, I, I feel like you give me a lineup of them. I'm going to be like, yeah, it all tastes like berry-flavored water. But, but sure. Um, <clears throat> the other, uh, so the other trend that they're talking about is that the the key demographic for craft for uh, craft beer, in fact, the like the age, age group that uh, um, pushed it to prominence is getting older. Um, and that comes with its own set of challenges. Um, one of the things they mentioned is that... Um, that, that key demographic, that kind of age group, basically referred to millennials. So much as I hate the term, we'll just go with the we'll go with that uh, we'll go with that group. Um, it's uh, 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 Watson says basically that as they get older, they're going to settle into uh, into a fewer number of brands. Which I'm not sure I agree with that. I I don't know why. 
uh, a group of people who basically lived their whole life jumping yeah, around. Yeah, are going to. I mean, I think. I, I think the you're not going to turn a hoe into a housewife. Exactly. I mean the 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 idea that. I mean, I think his his uh, or a house husband. Yeah, um, I think his assessment is no, no. When people as people age, they just get set in their ways and they do this. Like, yeah, but you're talking about a group of people who uh, get a new iPhone every year. Yeah, and who basically created the craft beer industry from not much. So I don't know why. I mean, people like us, we think differently. So I don't know it. It we could settle into uh, into a fewer brands, but I don't see that necessarily as absolute. This is based on nothing other than, you know, the exhaustive research I did earlier than today, which is I read the article while sitting on the toilet. That's exhaustive research. <clears throat> um, there's also, uh, also there's going to be fewer shopping opportunities. Um, they're going, uh, uh, people will actually go out to get beer fewer times, or when they do, they will actually buy more beer uh, uh, to stock up before going home. Um the uh, um, uh, the way they described it is uh, when people are making fewer choices about what they're buying, it's important that you capture their share of mind. Uh, he added that, uh, and I love this quote from the article. Um, he added that brands need to resonate with consumers making split-second decisions when their children are crying or throwing tomatoes in the supermarket. Um, I think we're getting an insight into Watson's uh, home life there. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will dispute on this is more and more places are starting to do the curbside pickup, and there's companies like Drizzly, Tavor, all this that will just ship the alcohol straight to your door. Right. So what? Where there may be fewer trips to the conventional grocery store, or they're looking at a picture of it on the fucking website, and just pulling up to the curbside pickup. They may not stand there in the beer aisle as much, but I think the shopping the, opportunities are going to be growing. With their hellion kids throwing yeah. tomatoes. I just <laughs> That's when you fucking bitch slap one of them with a bottle. Um, and uh, the uh, 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 another trend that is is um, that fewer people are going specifically to places to drink. Um, there are more and more what they describe as third spaces. Um which, again, I like this quote from Brewbound. Uh, they describe as, quote, experiential venues where drinking occurs but isn't the main focus, such as concert venues, axe-throwing bars, and other experience-based locations. So concerts and axe-throwing bars. <laughs> These fucking kids with their concerts and their axe-throwing. <laughs> I just like that that was the only two examples it gave. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people drink at concerts. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people drink at axe-throwing bars. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get... Also, I do like that that's a thing now. Let's get drunk and throw axes. I mean, I did that in high school. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't go somewhere to do it. That's what you did in northern Idaho. So we have whole places set up to do that now. I mean, we were out drinking in like, the woods and then would just take the double-bladed axe, throw a stump up on another stump and a rattle can to make a target and bada-bing, bada-boom. And thus you know, becomes a big question. What's the difference between a hipster and a redneck? Oh, about ten grand a year <laughs> for the redneck. <laughs> um, the one, uh, the you know, so this is uh, potentially a lot of challenges, but there is one bright side, the uh, uh, one bright trend that he sees as helping the industry, and that is the increasing amount of beer tourism or uh, people traveling 
more than two hours uh, from their home to go to a brewery. Um, the uh, in uh, 2019, 55 million people visited a brewery that was more than two hours away. That's up from 37 million in 2015. Um, and so, and I know uh, here in Idaho is experiencing um, quite a large boom in people coming to the state and Boise specifically just to sample the craft beer scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's uh, it's going to prop up the smaller breweries um, and you know bring in more money for the state itself but it is again if you if you the the crux of the idea is if you market yourself correctly your brand is out there people will seek you out uh from from elsewhere and make and help help you uh, uh become a success mm-hmm. i mean i know someone who's driving down who drove down this week to go to Pliny the younger days right uh, also little back step uh, did I saw a tweet and I need to get it to you? Someone screenshotted a secondary market website that has plenty of the younger bottles. After the first day, they were charging between two and four hundred dollars. Jesus, per exactly, bottle. Exactly what uh, a Russian River wanted so to avoid. So, if you caught our last podcast, we kind of debated back and forth. You know whether it's a good thing for them to bottle plenty of the younger. And I was like, that's going to be their only hesitation. And so I'm like, well, I hope they don't go, well, fuck this. This is exactly what we didn't want to happen. We're done. Um, well, I kind of want yeah, I kind of want to see what the, if, what, if anything, they think about that. I think the, the cat is now out of the proverbial bag. And yeah. It's just, they're just going to, sh- I mean, the good news is, is that now that Planning the Younger is going to be more widely available, the des- desire to get it is going to diminish, especially, I think they, I remember they, like, doubling or even quadrupling their capacity of it, so. Yeah. You know, supply and demand. Supply is increasing, so hopefully demand will settle in as well. Tyler, you've got a story about dogs, I think. Yeah, I got a couple. So, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, uh, Coors Light wants to give you $100 to adopt a dog to Aww. have a companion on Valentine's Day. For all for all you uh, uh, people Lonely who are, motherfuckers. <laughs> who are just... Who are just sitting there cradling your beer going, you are the only one that will ever love me. Get a dog. That way, you never drink alone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, this article was on CNN uh, by Amanda Jackson. Uh, Coors Light announced on Tuesday, February 4th, that they are encouraging people to ditch the normal Valentine's Day tradition and instead choose to cuddle up with a forever friend. Nice pun right there. Uh, yeah, that's, oh. that's brilliant there. So with this here, um, they are offering $100 to the first 1,000 eligible people uh, that are of legal drinking age and adopt a dog between February 4th and February 21st. Uh, all you have to do is submit a receipt of adoption to the beer company via text message and um, and if you qualify, they will reimburse you that $100. Unless you you do not qualify if you live in California, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas, Virginia, or West Virginia. There's a lot of shitty states on that list, so if you're on that mm-hmm. list, uh, consider moving. Notice how California's popped up on a couple of those lists you don't like, qualify for. I feel like California is doing it wrong, but, well, I mean, I digress. Um, 
And then in some related dog lover and beer drinking news. Um, I mean, they tend beer and dogs go together. Yeah. I think. You know. I mean, you ever walk into a craft brewery, there's like fucking 20 dogs usually. There's a, cu- there's a couple of them where the dogs outnumber the humans, yes. Yes. Uh, so, this article was from NBC News, uh, and a Minnesota woman was reunited with her dog, Hazel, um, back on February 8th after spotting her missing pet's picture on a Florida brewery's beer can. So, um... A Florida brewery, uh, Motorworks Brewing, from Bradenton, Florida, uh, decided to do a can release where they featured four adoptable dogs um, from a local animal shelter on the can labels. So you can see the dogs' pictures. Aw, they're cute. And proceeds from the sales of the cans were destined to fund a new county animal shelter down there in florida so she was i saw this blow up on facebook cup right around when this came out uh apparently she did as well she was scrolling through her facebook and was like that dog looks familiar that dog looks like hazel um and so she was scrolling through pictures on facebook saw the dog um and that dog had been missing for three years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. But, and she's in Minnesota and. And this dog's in. That's a hell of a. There, there's a, like a whole like one of those feel good movies in between <laughs> those two things right there. <laughs> the, the great journey from Minnesota to Florida. Jesus Christ, this dog. Yeah. I mean. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so the Manatee County Animal Services in Florida said, Hazel. Um, had a license and a microchip, but the contact information was outdated. Uh, so when she reached out, they verified that she was the owner. Uh, plans were made to bring them back together. Uh, she went missing in Iowa three years ago. And no one quite knows how she made it down to Florida. I mean, nobody knows how anybody makes it down to Florida. That's why Florida is the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but she made it back, uh, to her rightful home because a brewery decided to do something cool for the community and take a little different brand outlook on that beer. I'll, I just appreciate the fact that, uh, uh beer cans are like now the, uh, milk uh, cartons, uh, milk cartons <laughs> of our generation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> and that dogs are the children. <laughs> do you want to find your dog? Uh, go shopping for beer. You'll probably, you'll probably find them. <laughs> But I thought it was just a very heartfelt story for a nice Valentine's Day episode. You won't hear this on Valentine's Day because Jeremy takes forever to edit. But I mean, sorry for having a full-time job and, you know, I, I'm not saying working hard on this, but I don't. I just put <laughs> it together. And, and thank you for, you know, putting up with that. I mean, you, you put in a little more effort than I do, so. Pretty much. The bar's low, Jeremy. All right. Uh, one last uh, one last story to send you off into that good night. Um, hipster haters have guns news now. Um, no. <laughs> there are laws when you drink the claw. <laughs> as, in New York. As one New York man found out. Um, I just want to start, by, uh, start this story by saying this is only funny because nobody got hurt. Um, 
it, this could have been a tragedy, uh, but and it's gonna it, shit's gonna get real. But relax, everything's fine, and the details. And what the fuck is wrong with people? Details are of this are so good that we, we that I that neither of us could pass this up. We both came to came to the podcast today. We're going. We're 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 doing this story out of uh, New York, right? And we're like, oh yes, yes we are. Um, this story comes from the New York Post. This is how ludicrous this is because the the only source I could find on this February story February is a slow time, okay? <laughs> the only source on this story I could find was from the Post, and the New York Post is famously a shit newspaper. Uh, it's by Sam Raskin, Ruth Weissman, and Laura Taliano. The last, which just sounds like a fake name, but. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit last week and this podcast about Pliny the Younger and the crowded tracks. Um, these big releases that can have crowds stretching around the block, lawn chairs, tents, camping out the whole nine yards waiting for the release. And most people are usually pretty respectful. I mean, they're there. I mean, it's, we've, like we talked, it's not, not just about sitting in line. It's the whole, it's the whole journey. It's almost, there's almost a pilgrimage there. Yeah. And this is what was going on. Um, I'm not exactly sure what Brooklyn Brewing's release was because the article was... The the New York Post article reads like, what would happen if my dad was writing for The Onion? Uh, It really was like kind of tongue-in-cheek, all these crazy hipster craft beer kids in their their beer line like you do, you know. Um, um, So I'm not sure what was being released. And it's not Brooklyn Brewing. It's oh. other half brewing company out of Brooklyn. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, other half brewing. Um, and the uh, the article the mentions names like the Bourbon Barrel Age Bananaversary, all sixth anniversary, everything chocolate peanut butter crunchy. It might be indicative of the state of craft beer that I honestly can't tell if those are real beer names or if the post was just not making up the names to make fun of uh, beer hipsters. Uh, I don't know. And I refuse to research it because I just like the fact that I read those. I'm like, I can't, I think, I think the New York post is like making up those names to make fun of us, but they might not be. So uh, there's a lot. We don't know. What we do know is that uh, a couple a man and a woman approached the, uh, approached the line. Uh, they were, both supposedly drunk and the guy started hassling people in line like you do about standing in line waiting for a uh, waiting for a, a, a beer release um also can i point out that this bugged the fuck out of me when i read the thing because the new york post said began mocking the beer lovers for standing online overnight and they Instead of saying inline every time, they said online. And I'm like, you're not on the fucking internet, you twit. Get a fucking real job. I mean, that's a very British way of putting it, but I like that that's the... <laughs> I think I like that's the part of this article that you found intolerable. And clearly so, because your eye is twitching. Oh, dude. Every time... I, I forgot about it till I just re-pulled up this article again. And I was like, motherfucker. I just wanted to fucking fly to New York and strangle... One of the writers with the other writers' intestines. I mean, I suddenly am... I, I encourage anybody who knows Tyler, whenever you're referring to a, a line or a queue, as they say in Britain, <laughs> um, just say, uh, standing on line, because I feel like you're... <laughs> I just want everybody to just be like, oh yeah, I had to stand on line for a while and just really piss off Tyler. And just catch just, these hands. Just know that you will piss him off. Anyway, so we... Um, 
the so back to back to the line and the beer lovers standing on line. Um, <laughs> basically, the this drunk couple probably just or maybe just the guy was making fun of them. They were making fun of back. Insults flew. Maybe lawn chairs. Not not entirely sure. Um, at some point in time, the drunk couple walked away. They were staying in like a. Like an Airbnb right there by the line. Um, But specifically it wasn't because the article said that they contacted Airbnb and the Airbnb had said, we, no, this isn't, this isn't us. So it It could be VRBO or any other short-term rental company. But the, I mean, the thing, but the thing was, it was, it sounded like a a shitty apartment rented out by the day or the hour uh, nearby the brewery. So um, they went there, Um, the guy returned and he, and he came back uh, uh, drinking a White Claw hard seltzer. <laughs> um, Ain't no laws. <laughs> should we talk about that tactic for a moment? Okay, let's 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 get into this dude's head. All right, we, I'm we, gonna show these fucks. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna grab me some White Claw and I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna show you what a real man drinks. <laughs> what is the world when White Claw is now demand the drink? <laughs> And he's walking around with his white claw. I can almost see him like tugging his pants up, going, "Yeah, and no this, shirt, yeah." <laughs> like this is, you know, and I again making fun of the beer hipsters with a and white. I, cl- I feel he's just balding. Uh, Look, a stained wife beater. I will admit the 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 affectations of the craft beer community can be funny. Among them, hanging out in line for days that is objectively stupid. Sometimes just. If you looking at it from the outside, but to make fun of that while drinking a white claw, <laughs> <laughs> not not the greatest idea. So what happened was, I'm, I think some people in line pointed this out that really, really hard seltzer, dude, you're giving us shit. Yeah. Um, insults continue to fly back and forth until somebody, wait for it, went over the line and suggested he may be staying in a shitty apartment. Um, at that point, that was apparently too Is that much. the only one you can afford, is what they said. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you be mulleted man, you. I'm just assuming there's also a mullet involved. <laughs> I say like 60... A skullet. <laughs> a 60% chance of skullet. Um, apparently making fun of his, uh, uh choice of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, apartments was too much. He then hurled the white claw at a woman. Someone, she dodged it. Someone said, bro, you don't be throwing white claw at a woman, yo. <laughs> I like how the article said, a woman on the line dodged the flying inferior can and yelled, why are you throwing beers at a girl? That's not cool, man. Um, at that point in time, being being a shame for drinking white claw, I went back to the apartment, grabbed a gun, and went back down to show those kids who was boss. Um, went down the line and waved the gun around. Said, it's a Glock 19. It probably wasn't. <laughs> um, but at that point in time, you know, survival kicked in. Everybody was like, okay, they kind of calmed down the situation. <laughs> All right, dude, we believe you have a dick. You can, you know, put your gun away and go away. And I, I again, I kind of picture him going, yep, I'm showing those, yep, I showed those kids and put the gun in his, in his sweatpants and <laughs> strode back to the apartment and waited there. And then eight cop cars showed up. Because it turns out when you wave a gun at people, they're going to call the cops. And they showed up and arrested his ass because he didn't run away. He didn't try to hide it. He just went back to his shitty uh, Airbnb or whatever it was. And the cops went and got him. 
And so I get, I guess it does. Uh, nobody is hurt. Kind of funny, and it does go to the show. As Tyler said, yeah, it turns out there are laws when drinking the claws, and one of them is you just don't wave guns at people. And also, you're drinking a shitty, shitty, shitty beverage, and you probably shouldn't make fun of craft beer people while drinking that. <laughs> True. And New York Post, right in line, not on the fucking line, or online, and even, it's one thing. But they're also spacing get out of two words. Just in line. Are you fucking misspelling everything? Again, I feel like the fact that that's the thing part of this that is, that is most annoying to you is amazing to me. <laughs> Just everybody who's listening to it know that you can get on Tyler's nerves by saying uh, uh, by saying online when referring to a cue. No, you will probably get hit. Tyler, do you have anything to add today? Uh, nope. That is it for me today. <laughs> all right, well, this has been It's All Beer. As always, uh, you can find all the articles we uh, uh, use to make this podcast uh, on our Twitter feed. We're at It's All Beer 1. You can find us on Facebook at It's All Beer and on Instagram. I post a few pictures of what we're drinking. Um, and send us an email. You can get a hold of us at It's All Beer at gmail.com. We love articles. Um, and some recommendations and other things people send us. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us a review. Make sure you put something about standing online in there just to piss off Tyler. And Yeah, that's actually online, so... You know, give a five-star review while standing online waiting for a beer and, you know, and know that Tyler will... Uh, you'll, you'll kill a few of the last remaining brain cells Tyler has left by doing that. Um, and then... Also, buy Jeremy a ticket to the first ever Hard Seltzer fel- Festival. You know, I mean, it's in Chicago. I'll you <laughs> buy me a ticket and I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy him the ticket for entry. He's got to get himself there. That's fair. Um, I don't. I don't. It, it, don't worry. Man. I'll stand online for a while to drink a hard seltzer. <laughs> you didn't think I could do that, but I did. That's been all from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna go stand online and have a beer. I'm gonna pull a Glock on Jeremy. <laughs>